Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Today. We are. It is a bit. We're trying a new room. I've got a squeaky chair, and it's a new room, and we echo. Yeah. Well, at least we have Enjoy power. Enjoy the quality sound experience. From <laughs> at your least we have. At least we have power, unlike last Wednesday. Yeah. But anyway, how are that? you? I know. I know. I'm not the technical genius around here. We all know that. How are you? I'm alright. You? Yeah, very good. You've been getting your cook on this week a lot. Yes. I not, love it when you're cooking. Not as much. As not for what I want to do all the time, but nonetheless, we've got stuff, cooking stuff, lots of cooking stuff. So yeah, been doing a lot, of, a lot of different things. I don't know. You've been watching. So what have I been doing that's interesting to you? I love that. Well, it's interesting because we now work so close, and um, my We're not office allowed is to hide away. No, and my office is about uh, ten steps to the cooking with steam kitchen, and it's interesting having this unusual aroma coming through thinking oh what are you making now what are you cooking like what part is it and i must say even the stock you make has been like everyone's been coming in and saying what's Paul cooking is that for us like, go and ask him like, oh yeah go ask him and then i find out it's stock and i go no it's just stock Bye. but it has been see, really it's nice. not just stock no no it's not just stock i know see, that's a, that's a... but it is just stock because we can't put it on something have it in a roll, no. pour it over but some rice. Yeah. So it's it, just stock. It's not just stock, though. No, but we know that. We shouldn't treat stock like just stock. No. <laughs> no. But it has been nice, and this week you've been very busy, so it's yeah. been quite enticing sort lots of sitting of, here, distracting. Lots of different things. Mm. Lots and lots. Gougere. Yes, it does look like a nice little cheese puff. Yeah. It's on the website, I think we've got we've we put have. that up already. We so, have? Yeah, but doing, you know, we've done a few variations of a few leche flans and playing around with my vacuum drawer. You got to experience that oh, yes. a bit. That was amazing. Being able to make white chocolate aero. Yeah. That is amazing. So you are a genius with all that stuff. That's an interesting experiment. Not one that is sort of home safe yet. No. We'll, no, we certainly couldn't have it done safely at home. Not yet. Not yet. Not until you've quite perfected, but I've blown up a few <laughs> containers, but that's oh, all fun games. But yes, no, and I think we can now announce, can we not? The book is up. It's oh. just being private. It's just being tested by our publisher to make sure that the process works. And Demystified is now available on Amazon through Barnes & Noble, or it will be in a couple of days once we've... Why, um, why isn't it... What's I think the publisher wants to just make sure that the process of ordering it and having it delivered works. Oh, but we got one delivered. We did, but uh, they like to get one as well for their oh, own okay. internal records. So that is, uh, we did demystified. It looks a little bit different to the uh, the hard printed one, but we love it. And it's now available, as I said, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, in all uh, big book retailers around the world, except Australia. For Aussie listeners, you still have to come to us. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the cost of doing it's too high in Australia. For, isn't that amazing? The cost in do, the doing it in Australia is too high. Yeah. 
Well, the rest of the world becomes uh, a bit more affordable, especially with local postage. Yeah. So Amazon's got the, the sort of holding card up on their website. So, yes, it's not... It's oh, okay. Well, it's, not it's that only, far away. It's only... Yeah, it's not far. Yeah. But we've been saying that for a while. Yeah, but I it's know, actually... But like, we did get receive one in the post. And we were very excited to see it. Yeah. It was good. It, yeah, it was good, actually. It's really good. So... That's all happened, so Demystified's now out, and now we can finalise book two at some stage later. All, all the recipes are done. All the photos are pretty much done, Okay, I think. That's so, exciting. Volume two. We would value any suggestions for a title name. <laughs> We've got... And we'll give you credit in the book somewhere. I don't know where, but... Still Demystifying, or Demystified 2. Yeah, we could do the iPhone 2.0. Oh, demystified 2.0. Yeah, but I think that's made a bit done. But we need we need something. Well, because everyone that you mentioned to about the title of the book says, "Oh, that's clever." Yeah, we can't the first come time. out like you can't just be good on your first episode and then rest on your laurels. Yeah, damn right you can. <laughs> no, you can't. Like oh. we don't want to be that second movie that isn't yeah, the, as good. Yeah. It's just the follow-ups never yeah. as good. Yeah. And I actually think that Except the recipe content is like probably a little bit broader, I would suggest. like there, I think there's only maybe two or three recipes less than in the current version or in Demystified, but I think the variety is a little bit broader, which I think is good. And I think we've got some more technical stuff in there. So that's good. But that said... Well, it also we reflects... We have everything but a title. Yeah, but it reflects the maturity as well. Like, oh, does it? You had, you <laughs> Whose had maturity lot, are we talking about? Yeah, well, if you knew these guys, listeners... You know, but no, no, you you really learned a lot over that. Between book one, which was uh, a lot of those recipes were you nailing the process, you know, converting what you knew into combi steam oven home cooking rather than commercial kitchen cooking mm. and by then you found your sort of rhythm and you were flying so the i think book two will reflect a broad you know, the broader recipes because you've you've got a different process you know better understanding uh, of how it all works yeah and the inspiration of not just trying to teach basics but being able to show what mm. you what it can really do so it will be good it will be good looking at that and um we need Doug to come up with a title, I think. No, I think he. I think after proofreading the last one to get it into demystified up on print on demand. Doug I doesn't think, want to have anything to do with I this. I think Doug, yeah, he's uh, he's over looking at recipes, <laughs> but we'll see. See if I can convince him. Just but, the title. Uh, just the title. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to put our thinking caps on about that. And home cooking. Have you been doing any home cooking? Very little, because I've been out. Cooking evenings. for everybody else. Yeah. So, what have I done recently? Um, what have I done recently? I did some Osso Buco, because it's getting cold here now. So, I did some Osso Buco. What else did I do? Oh, I did something that was really good the other night. It must have been so good that I can't remember it. Um, can't remember. But I like when you get a change of season. Yeah. So, the fruits and vegetables change. Like I like, mm. I like that because although you know you, I mean the seasons themselves are changing. Like it's pretty, it's still pretty warm for an autumn in Melbourne, 
at the moment. Until tomorrow. Until yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's tomorrow. The thirteen. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, no, it's more normal, but um, but I think, yeah, when the when the cool months start coming, the difference in in pro- product that's around, and I feel, I look differently at what I want to buy because I want that Comfort. warming, comforting yeah. sort of, you know. So the mm-hmm. secondary cuts come out a bit more. The barbecue gets covered up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. That said, I mean I still bust out the barbecue every now and again, but. Not certainly not as often, um, so yeah, that, those warming sorts of things. But I've been—I was actually trying to wander around the market this morning to see what was around and what was good. Um, what I can say at the moment is very good is oysters. Oh, they are so good at the moment. Always better to eat oysters in the cooler months. Is it? Mm. Well, because in spring mm. they spawn. Oh, okay. And that's when they get. For want of a better term, that's sort of that creamy texture about them, which isn't particularly appealing. Everyone wants to sit there and eat cold oysters on a hot summer day with a nice yeah. Glass that's, of what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But they are they are at their best in the cooler months. Okay. By by a country mile, they're and really good at the moment. Okay. Both Tassie, I mean for the, our Australian people listening, but Tasmanian uh, and South Australian oysters, particularly at the moment, they are really good. Like, right. yeah, I don't know how long the window is, but they are really good at the moment. And if you want to keep your oysters for a longer period of time, um, so you can quite happily buy oysters on a Wednesday and not eat them till a Sunday if they're closed. Okay, so not opened oysters because once they're open, they're dead. Uh, but closed oysters, and you just put them in your fridge and put like a damp towel over the top and some heavy weight on top of it and it kind of mimics the pressure underneath the water and so they'll stay closed and they'll stay happy for at least three or four days. Oh, wow. I yeah. can do that. That's a good tip. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's nice. also good if yeah. you've got a vacuum sealer because it does a similar thing. Pressurises. Oh, okay. It's like they're under pressure, like the pressure under the, under mm-hmm. the water. So, yeah, if you put some weight on them, just a damp tea towel, they'll keep for easily three or four days. No problem. Okay. And ask your fishmonger if they do do them closed because the other thing that fishmongers do is when they open oysters, I know it's convenient, but when they open oysters, to get a little bit of the... Because sometimes you'll get some grit and shell in the oyster itself just from the process of opening the oyster. What they tend to do is rinse them which is the worst thing you could do to an oyster. Rinse a saltwater oyster in fresh water, you ruin the flavour totally. Like, instantaneously ruin the flavour. So, if you are willing to give it a go, and it's not super hard, maybe that's something we can do, actually show people how to yeah. open oysters. Yeah. So, there's a couple of different techniques you can use. Depends where you've worked will be the technique that you use, but because the French are very particular about on what side of the shell and what part of the shell you open the oyster with, open the oyster. Okay. Uh, because if you open it from sort of the back where the hinge is, if you like, nine times out of ten you end up going, open, being able to open the shell, that's not a problem, but your oyster knife goes too far in and you end up stabbing the oyster, which also taints the flavour of it. So there's a couple of different techniques, but if you do get your own oysters, don't rinse them in water, just like brush out those little bits of shell if you've got any in there but don't rinse them in cold water cold fresh water just 
ruins them totally, which is why I never ever buy open oysters ever. If they if I've got a choice between having oysters and not having oysters, I will not have them if they've been opened. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. That's my oyster rant. Wow, I've never heard. Uh, I've never heard you talk about oysters before. Well, I love them. Okay. That's death meal for me. Oh, is it? Yeah, you know, like <clears> you're that's in the final meal. Final meal is at least two dozen oysters on ice, so they're going to be really cold. Mm-hmm. Followed by steak tartare. Okay, and I do know you like that. But yeah. Didn't know about oysters. No, okay. yeah. Oh yeah, I could sit and... Into drink? Uh, Chateau Yuquem, which is a slightly sweet wine, which would probably go with my main course a little bit better. Um, with my oysters, I'd probably bust out a dom. Well, I mean, if nice. it's like, you know. Okay. Well, and then maybe for my main course, I'd probably go something like Tortoros Rossini, which is like really good beef fillet. With foie gras and truffle. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, you know. why not? It's yeah. your final meal. Yeah. You can go yeah. all that, with which a, you're not paying. Like, with a Rothschild or something like that. You okay. know, about 25 grand a bottle, something like that. I think I've got two of those in my wine fridge. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think you do. Because <laughs> if uh, I no. had known they were there, they wouldn't be there anymore. No. But, yeah, no, that's... Oysters are, okay. like... And good steams, too. You make a nice, simple, like... Really goes well with like an Asian-y type dressing so some spring onions a little mm. bit of mirin soy you don't want anything too salty because they're already a little bit salty and if you are going to steam them um, put them on a flat tray and just put a bed of rock salt down and it'll stop the oysters tipping over just holds them in there in place so yeah there you go oysters and what today. temperature steam um are you well you I mean, you can do it at 100 degrees because you're not doing it for very long. Okay. The, that's the idea. The time and temperature? Low, low temperatures aren't really going to benefit you there. So you're probably steaming them at 100 for maybe four minutes. Okay. Four to five minutes. You can make a nice, simple little sort of... I like that. Those asian type dressings. And of course, you can do your sort of classics if you really want to. I'm not a big fan of cooked oysters. Like, lightly steamed like that will come out, but... You know those old school ones like Kilpatrick and with all the uh, bacon and Worcestershire sauce to yeah and yeah. look that's I mean it, it does have a place but it's about how you do it so I used to make my own version of Kilpatrick but I would use spiced flat pancetta and I would dice that up and cook that separately the problem with Kilpatrick and the way it's been done by a lot of places is they just put cut bacon on top with a few drops of Worcester and other bits and pieces I actually made a separate cooked mix and then put that on top of the oysters and then grilled that um, so my pancetta had already rendered out the fat already had some flavour going in it with thyme and shallots and all that sort of stuff so you can do it like well I definitely think this is a future topic for cooking with steam oysters oysters all about oysters all about oysters well, well, do you know what if I get some time we will do that because now is the time to now do it. Now is the because time. Because they are at their best. And we could look at different types too. Because mm. what we get, say Tasmanian oysters and South Australian oysters are generally Pacific oysters. 
so that's the type of oyster they are but we there are others so Sydney rocks different to Pacific um, there's quite a few varieties that we get and we can even look at the the big bluff oysters which they get down in New Zealand which are the size of a small dinner plate oh wow yeah not my bag it's like it's like eating a shopping bag full of snot that's really not my. <laughs> oh, that's just does not sound appealing. No, no and they're huge, oh, like they're wow. massive. I, I can't come at those. Like they're that's a bit out of the realms of okay for me. There's not many things I won't give a go. Like yeah, try, man. that's one of them. I, I have tried it, but I'll never. Not your thing. No, I have a huge festival down in the South Island, south of the South Island for bluff oysters. They're it's a huge, huge thing, but they are. A taste all of their own but there's all sorts of different oysters I think they're Aganassi oysters as well they're quite big again a bit meaty but Pacific mm. oysters for me are like there'll always be those people especially from Sydney who love Sydney rock oysters I don't mind them but I just they don't seem this to have the same sort of like clean salinity as Pacific oysters do okay well that'll be interesting look yeah. forward to that there you go, oysters. I don't even think we were, I didn't even know what we were going to talk about today, but I just went off on a tangent because I noted that the oysters are that good at the moment. So, well, I was going to ask you about um, air fryers. I oh yeah. We we talked about this a little a bit briefly because one of the things that has always perplexed me with how much I love cooking gadgets in a steam no no cooking in a steam oven or a combi steam oven, mm-hmm. and none of my beautiful friends have bought one. None yep. of you guys listening, I know you guys tune in, but you've never bought one. And, um, but they all, you know, ring me up and say, hey, what do you think about, you know, an air fryer? Oh, I've just bought an air fryer. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's a gadget, it's got to go on the bench, and I'm not sure that it does anything like really that fantastic, but I don't know anything about them, so I'm not dissing them. Yeah. I'm just not sure that, what, what they do. Okay. But maybe... So I've been talking to people recently about this. So the only thing that I can find that is probably more valid about an air fryer, and it depends, I'm generalising because they all kind of look similar as far as their build. They're not, you know, different manufacturers got different air fryers, but they're all kind of similar. It's like an oven. Yeah, they're square boxes. They're all kind of similar. But the only thing that I can see that is potentially good is heat up time. That's it, because you're working in a very small cavity. But in essence, all an air fryer is, is an exposed heat element with a fan circulating that heat. Yeah? That's all it is. So most ovens will have a grill element and they'll have a operation within that called fan grill fan grill with fan or fan grill or something like that if you put your stuff on a perforated tray and find the right shelf level to work on yes it will take a little bit longer to heat up given that it's an oven and it's a bigger cavity but i would suggest to you that you're going to get a pretty similar result given what you're putting in an air fryer generally which is what I am yet to be convinced about with my friends who have them. Yeah. That when I ask, what, what do you use it for? Do you And they tend to just use it to heat up things. Yeah. yeah. Which, and I'm, well, why do you have that? 
we, you know, we had the yeah. science oven, microwaves, but I just thought, wow, that's... Um, yeah, I don't sort of, I don't think fine, there's any anything unique about the technology, uh, other than the fact that it's a small cavity and it gets hot pretty quick. So if you compare okay. it to, let's say, a 60 centimetre by 60 centimetre oven, um, it's certainly going to heat quicker. And then even a 60 centimetre by 45 centimetre oven that's got probably similar functionality, um, that will heat a little bit quicker again, but then an air fryer is very small, generally. Um, I know you see you know, TV ads and stuff, they put a whole chicken in them, but well, they yeah. don't give you the size of the chicken. Um, but I, I'm yet to sort of see where the benefit lies yet in having it as a separate piece of cooking equipment. If you can get, and given, like we've talked about this before, but the fundamental thing that you need in cooking is accurate, precise, controlled temperature. Doesn't matter where it comes from, doesn't matter what it's in, but that's what you need. For good cooking, that's what you need. So if it, that does come in an air fryer, then that's great. Do you need one as well as your oven? Not up to me to say. But I don't know how accurate consistent the temperatures of those things are. If anyone out there is listening wants to give us an air fryer, we'll take one and play with it. But like I, I just, I don't know. I know some oven manufacturers are now starting to spruik that they've got air frying functions within their ovens and that's fine, but it's a function that's been in ovens for a long time anyway. It's just got a name now. So I wonder how much of this stuff is just marketing. People are always looking for the next cooking gadget thing, really. So... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't got one, and I won't be buying one. That's my answer to air fryers. I got nothing. Okay, well that's a lot though. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's something. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's. Do so, we'll do we'll do some deeper thinking well, about it. But off the top of my head, like I just don't see how the heat and the temperature, which well, how the temperature could be controlled how it could be so much different to what you could do in a closed cavity oven anyway with a fan you are circulating heat and if it gets to temperature and keeps temperature consistently well you're pretty much going to get a pretty good cook if you have an idea about what you're doing mm-hmm. well thank you it's a different shaped mm-hmm. box that gets hot there we go that's what an air fryer is well, I must say I don't really know much about them either, but yeah. my friends all seem to be happy to buy one, and maybe it's a well, price it's less point. it's less commitment than and a it's maybe easier to six thousand dollar combi steamer plug in. That's right, and I still think there's a lot of people who, when they you know hear about a combi steam or they look at steam cooking and they go into the shop and they think, well, let's maybe look at this. I'm not sure that. Um, all the salespeople that you might be running into might be on top of why they're so good and whether they will suit you or not. It's not for everybody. Yeah. I know some people just, you know, like if it was on Doug on his own, he would never have bought one because he sees an oven merely as a place to heat up something and yeah. Um, eat. Yeah. So. But each to their own. Yeah. Go buy your air fries if you want to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I just don't know the value of them. And I'm sure I still don't. Yeah. But anyway. Well, thank anyway. you. Okay. And um, Have a good weekend. You have a very good weekend and enjoy... Uh... Nice chatting. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I'm signing dear. off. 
And uh, yeah, so have a good and enjoy your function tonight. Yeah. I, I, I want to say yes, of course I will. I'm, gonna, I'm really looking forward to it. But to be honest, it's the end of the week. I've done five, four this week already. You are looking a little bit frayed around the edges. <sighs> Thanks. Sorry nice talking that. to you too, Linda. <laughs> well, Righto, people. Have a good weekend. There you are. All about Happy oysters cooking. and air fryers. Yeah, we'll do oysters next week. Lovely. Okay. Beautiful. Happy cooking. Bye, Bye. everybody. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in the modern world. We'd love you to subscribe and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.